0: eight lines from the bottom of Dafutesa and Bays, we learnt in the Mishnah if there are only two brothers, Reuven and Shimon, and Reuven is married to Rachel, and Shimon is married to Levi and both brothers did not have any children. And Rachel comes to Bezin and says that my husband Reuven died, and of course she has Namanis, as we learn Mishimaguna and she is Badakum Insiba, and Leia also comes to Bez and said, My husband Shimon died, and she is also believed in regard to herself, since she was Badakum Insiba, and Mishimaguna Kilubara Banon. And since Reuven and Shimon didn't have any children, therefore at this point Rachel is a Shemaris Yavin to Shimon if he really is still alive, and Leah would be a Shemaris Yavin to Ruvain if he's also really still alive. So even though Rachel and Leah have nemonis as to their own marriages, but we learned earlier that, Zayin, that a woman who's a potential Yavama to another woman's husband, and therefore her potential tzara doesn't have nemonis to say testimony relating to her tzara, and therefore Rachel's testimony that Ruvain died can work Legabi herself, but Legabi Leia, Leah, we don't believe Rachel, and we need to consider that Ruben is still alive, and therefore Leah is a Shemeris Yavin to Ruvain, and can not Get married, Lashuk, and the same implies regarding the Aedis of Leia, that although Leia's testimony that Shimon died is of course believed regarding herself, but the Rachel, we can't believe the Adis, and we need to consider that Shimon is still alive, and therefore Rachel is a servant to Shimon, and is also a Lashuk. And the Mishnah then continued and said that if Reuben and Shimon were not the only two brothers, and there were two additional brothers Levi and Yehuda, then when Rachel testified that Reuben died, and Leia testified that Shimon died, so certainly in this case both Rachel and Leah fell to to Levi and Yehuda, and possibly Rachel follows the Yibam to Shimon and Leia to Urein. And the Tanakhama holds that if Rachel and Leia go and do Yibam to Levi and Yehuda, and if at a later point both Levi and Yehuda die without any children, so now Rachel and Leia revert back to the original status and back to the original issue because the Gabi Rachel will still have the original suffix that possibly Shimon is still alive because we can't believe Leia's testimony regarding Rachel since Leia is her potential tzara. And Rachel is a Yibam to Shimon and not Mutaris Lashuk. And the and Leia, we once again need to be Khishish that maybe. Maybe Rachel was lying, and Reuven is still alive, and Leia is also Zuckel to Reuven and not Muterres And on this point in the mission Rebbe Lezer argued and stated, hutul hutul that Rachel and Leia would now be Muterres and in a moment we'll see that the Gemara will have two different ways to understand Pshat in Rebbe Lezer, but let's first begin the first piece of our Gemara. The Gemara begins, Tan ubanim, banim, That if Rachel testified that her husband Reuven died, and she also has Adem to back herself up, and she also had children. And then Leah, who said testimony that Shimon, her husband, died, and she doesn't have Edom, and she never had children, based on a simple cheshbon, both Rachel and Leah would be muteris and they would not be zakkul and The cheshbon is very passionate. Rachel is not zakkul because Ruvain had children, as it said Lazu Edom u'banim. Even though the Leia Leah and Shimon's marriage said l'zu Leah Edom v'leibanim that they did not have children, and therefore Leah should be zakkul Libam However, as we saw, that not only was the case where Rachel testified that her husband Ruben died, but they actually ate him that he died. And therefore, since Shimon didn't have any brothers, of course, Leah is not Zohkel because there's no brother that she could be a Shomer to. to. This piece of Gemara is L'chir, very Parshat, and the Gemara now continues and goes back to the second piece of the Mishnah that it said, this Yavim, We already pointed this out in Dr. Alma, that this is the case where Reuven and Shimon were not the only two brothers, and there were two additional brothers, Levi and Yehuda. and when Rachel and Leah testified that their husbands died, they went into Yibam with Levi and, Yehuda, and and afterwards Levi and Yehudah die without having children the din is that at this point Rachel and Leah go back to the original Suffolk and since they're not sure if Reuben and Shimon actually died therefore they would be Zoharibim, and they would not be able to get married until they find out what the actual status is with Reuben and Shimon and we saw in the Mishnah Rablazo said that since they were murdered to already do Yibim, the once Levi and Yehudah die the din is that Rachel and Leah don't have to be concerned any longer that maybe Shimon and Reuben are alive and they are not libum, and they will be and as we said the Gemara now will continue and bring two different ideas and two different thoughts as to how to explain this far of Rebozo by Rebozo so Rebozo asked the following shayla: my time with Rebozo what's actually pshat in Rebozo is it because he holds that a potential tzara could be made for her friend or is it because a woman would not be herself? and what does this mean so we will explain the Gemara based on the bottom thesis on Daphne, Tessah, and Days. It is Ipshat Rebel as a that, that although the Mishnah stated on Daf that a woman's tzara and Yuvimta are not meant to testify regarding their tzara or their potential sorrow's status, but that is if they specifically came to Bezin to say A this regarding their status. However, in our scenario, Ruchel came to Bezin to testify specifically regarding her own status and testified her own husband Ruben died, and happens to have a secondary effect and relevance to Leia's status as Yavamo. And Rebelaza holds that we therefore do believe Rachel that Reuven died and Ruben. Really, should really argue on Tanakam and the Resha as well, and Leah should be able to get married with Shuk, and she is not zok Yibam since her only brother-in-law already died, and we completely believe Rachel's testimony that Ruin died, even where it pertains to Leah. And the other side of Rav is that maybe Shan and is that specifically where Rakh and Leah already acted upon their original testimony and went and did Yibam to Laban Yehuda, and if they were lying and their husbands really didn't die, then they would be causing themselves major issues as they're being over on Issa of Isha's Ish, and the also Eivah, is of erva, erva of Ashes, Ashes, Leibach, and Mitzvah, and Rebeleza doesn't have a Svara of Thomas, Nafshi, and Plishtim, and therefore we now believe Ruch Leia, that both Ruvah and Shimon really died, and specifically now that Levi and Yehuda died, both Ruch and Leah are Muteraz and because there are no brothers available to do evil, since both Ruvah and Shimon are both not alive. And the Gemara asked, Lamai, Afkamina, what's an Nafkameenah between the two stardom of Ruvah? Now, of course, there's a major nafkamina because there would be a Nafkameenah for Rebeleza is arguing on the of Mishnah, or if he's only saying the case where they already got married. However, the Gemara wants to know if there's also enough kmina but be a regular case of a tzara. So let's say there's a case that Reuven was married to Rachel and Leah, and Reuven and Rachel went to Medinah's and Rachel comes back and says that my husband Reuven died. And as we learned earlier, although Rachel has the modest regarding her own self, and if Reuven had children, then Rachel could get married. And if Reuven did not have children, Rachel would be able to do yibam. However, Rachel's testimony cannot help her tzara, as we learned that the died in in However, the question is, what would Rebbelez hold in that case because Lamaisa, when Rachel testified, she's actually not testifying specifically for Leah. She's testifying for herself and therefore, maybe over here also, Rebeleza would say that the din would be that she has the amonis regarding a Torah, Or maybe you say that the only time that Rachel has the money regarding the Torah is only if Rachel went and acted upon it and actually got married. Then we say that if she acted upon it and therefore she would be mechalcal herself if she was lying, then we would say that we give her the amonis and now Leah could get married. And the Gemara continues that the Rav. With these two tzaddim, would the tzara be able to get married before Rachel actually goes and does an action and gets married? So, if you're going to say the pshat in Rabbalazah is, then this case, since Rachel actually said edus for herself, and then it affects the tzara, and the din is that then she would have the monus that this actual edus is a proper edus, and the tzara actually could get married. So even if Rachel doesn't act on her testimony and doesn't get married, still the din would be that they can get married. However, if you say the spoiler of Blazer is because a woman would not be makakal herself, and by the fact that she got married, it must be that she's telling the truth. So, in Siv, if Rachel actually gets married, then the Tzara could also follow her and get married because then we see that Rachel was telling the truth. But in Lay, in if Rachel didn't yet get married, then the Tzara would also not be able to get married because we still have to be chashish that maybe Rachel was lying. And the Gemara continues, bring Uriah from our Mishnah, in our Mishnah, specifically in the case where Rachel actually went and did Yibam with Levi and Yehuda so the Mishnah then states once they went and got married to Levi and Yehuda then they're going to be mutter. after Levi and Yehuda die to everyone and you will not have to be that maybe Reuben and Shimon are still alive so if you say Pshanah Rebeleza is based on the fact that she wouldn't be herself, that's why in the Mishnah specifically says that she already got married so then the din is that afterwards they could get married again if you're going to tell me this of is, de tzar, me'id tzar. That every tsara could be made for a friend as long as the Haggadis Ades was something that was relevant to themselves, then that would overflow and allow them to have Namanis even regarding that tsara. So even if they didn't actually get married and they didn't actually do Yibam with Levi or Yehuda, the should be that they could go and get married Lashuk, and we don't have to be Khishish that Ruben or Oshiman are still alive. And why didn't Rebelezzah argue in the ratio as well? El time in de it must be the Pshan of is cause, they specifically got married, but like, and a and person would not be Mekalkel themselves, and by the fact they did so, so it must prove that they're telling the truth. And the Gemara answers, that's not a riot from the Mishnah, because when rebel was responding to the Chum, Kamalu, he was only telling them, according to their own shita. according to me, every Tzara could be made for a friend, as long as their Adis had to do it themselves, then it could extend even to Adis that's relevant to their friend. The Avagavla Insum and and really I would argue on the Reisha as well, and she Tasi, even if Rachel and Leah never did Yibam to Levi and Yehuda, and the only two brothers were Reuben and Shimon, then Rachel doesn't have to worry that maybe Shimon is alive, and Leah doesn't have to worry that maybe Reuben is alive, as we completely believe the testimony of Rachel and Leah, even regarding that sorrow. However, says to Chum, according to you should even agree to me that as long as they went and acted upon the original testimony, and Rachel and Leah did Yibam with Levi and Yehuda, so Lachayer they would be mccalculate themselves and therefore it should show that they were actually telling the truth and therefore after they married Laban Yehuda if Laban Yehuda died they should not be Shemeris the other any longer you should definitely believe the testimony of Rachel and Leah that Reuben and Shimon are both dead and therefore of course Rachel and Leah are not Zarkogliubim the Gemara contains what did Rabbanu say back to Leza? Thomas Nafshi implished him that in the Hanami, generally you'd say that it makes sense that a person wouldn't be Makalka themselves but the hatred to each other is so great that a potential tsara and a would even act upon their edus and they would actually do an isa that would cause them to become asa to their husband and do an de of ish ish and doing yibam with ish ish shaloi mitzvah in order to ruin things for that tzara or their potential tzara and the Gemara continues with the b'raisa and the beginning of this b'raisa is exactly like the Mishnah and then we're going to add in the sheet of Rebeleza if a woman travels together with her husband to Medina Siyam and then she comes and says my husband died and then she comes of course, she's allowed to get married based on her own testimony and she could collect a suba. However, tzara, sasura, she has no nemanis regarding Hatsara. Rabaleza Aima, Hoyoba once she is Muta, even without doing any action of getting married, hutra, nami, tzara, she has nemanis regarding Hatsara as well. And Lechayu, clearly we see, like the first side of Rava, that she has nemanis regarding Hatsara as well. And the Gemara responds that's not a right to the first side of Rava, because Ema Hoyoba Hutra, when Rabaleza stated his Lashab, really means that once she's Muta and she actually actually acts upon that and gets married then the din would be that the Torah at this point can get married and the reason is because otherwise Rachel wouldn't have acted upon her testimony and she wouldn't have gotten married because of course he learned and by the fact that she actually went and got married it proves that she was telling the truth and the Gemara continues and explains that in a and in our Mishnah we could say the fact that Rachel goes and does Yibam with Levi it proves that actually she was telling the truth because otherwise she wouldn't have bia with Eish Yisach Shaloi Mitzvah however in the second case that we brought where we said that a woman went to Medina and came back and said that my husband died. And Rebeleza said that once Rachel gets married, it proves that she's telling the truth, and therefore the Tsar could rely on her testimony. Even if Rachel gets married, there's no right that she's telling the truth because it could be that Rachel went to Medina with her husband Reuven Reuven gave her a get, and that's the reason that she was able to get married because, of course, she's not being the calcule herself because she's Lemaisa, not an ish. Really, Rubain is alive and well behind the Kamarachi, and the reason why. Why Rachel said that my husband Reuben died is only le- that she wanted him in and even though at this point she was already divorced, and therefore she's actually not a Tsara, but we see from here how strong that hatred is that even after the not a Tsara, she wants him in Makakala. If Rachel went and got married to Yisrael, then in Khanami the you wouldn't have a riot from the fact that she got married to Yisrael, that actually Reuben is dead. But, the, the, kain, the case where Rablaza Ogz and Chum is if Rachel goes and gets married to a Now, of course, if she was a Gusha, she would not get married to a Kayim because that's an Issalab, and therefore we see that her husband must really be dead. And that's the only time Rebeleza said his din. But in the Chanami, if Rachel would have gotten married to Israel, then Rebeleza would not argue in the chamim, at least in the case regarding the Sarah. Of course, in our Mishnah, he would still argue with the because in our case, when you did the yibum and you got married to Esh's Achshlaib but of course, that would prove that your husband Rubin is dead. Continue with the new Mishnah. If an aide says testimony regarding a person that is dead, he has to testify that he saw. The front of his face, his cheeks, and his forehead together with his nose. And even if they were missing his eyes or his mouth, that would still be a valid testimony. And Rashi also points out if someone does have a forehead or his nose was detached, then you can't say in order for his wife to get remarried because maybe it's not this person. And the Mishnah continues that you cannot say testimony just on the fact that you see Simonim on his body or on his clothing that he's wearing. And we'll see what this means in the Gemara. And the mission continues. You can't say this about someone that's dead unless you know that he's surely deceased. And even if you saw someone that was extremely wounded and he was slashed in many places of his body, or he's hanging on a gallows, or some say he was crucified, or there's a chaya that is actually consuming his body, you still can't say testimony unless you saw that he's actually dead. Even if you're saying testimony about someone and you saw his body, you only testify about a body if it's within three days however if it's longer than three days then we say that it would deteriorate or decompose to the point that it's impossible for you to really recognize him Rabbi Reb Ben-Baba says adav, amakum, that not everybody decomposes at the same rate and as Rashi says there are people that bloat much quickly than other people for example like a person that was fat there are also places where the sun is much stronger and a person that's dead he will be quicker to decompose at this point and during the summertime for example that a person will deteriorate much quicker and as we'll see today in the Gemara the Gemara is going to ask is Rabbi Huda Ben Baba telling us this is saying that he can't go further than three days but it even has time that it's going to be even quicker than three days or as Rabbi Huda Ben Baba is saying they can't tell me a that they only can remain until three days because sometimes it takes even a longer time for a body to deteriorate or to decompose. And the Gemara starts, The Mishnah stated, and the Bryce explains that includes the forehead as well as the cheeks. But if someone only sees someone's forehead and not his cheeks, or his cheeks and not his forehead, then you can't be made until you have both the forehead and the cheeks as well as his nose. Where do you see this in the The says in Yeshaya, the recognition by their face is what testified against them and Rashi says that there is no aid from other parts of the body aside from the recognition of a person's face and the Gemara continues Abba the son of Mata who was a woman who was the same person as Abba who was the son of Menumi, who was his father having masturbated by Reshqalusa Zuzi and he owed money to the family of the Glusa, and he was already past his due date and he was scared to meet up with him so I see Kira so he took some wax, double he stuck it to a rig, double and then he attached it on his face, and he used it as a disguise by placing it on his forehead, or to bring down from the Mishami, they placed it on his nose, and he passed by in front of the Resh Glusa, and they weren't able to recognize him, because this disguise worked, since he covered his forehead, or he covered his nose. And the Gemara quotes from Mishnah, begufa that even if a person has simadim, either on his body, or on his begodim, the is that that would not be good enough, and and it would seem from the Mishnah that the only thing that is good enough for, to testify is pierce upon him in Machaitim. So, the yes. is the Summonim of the are you telling me that the concept of Summonim is only a Dindar bonan regarding Mormonistic kedinim? For example, as we find by Metziah, when someone finds something, you have to return it based on Sumanim, and that's based on the concept of Hefka Bez Hefka, and not a Dindaraisa. Because as we see it on Mishnah, we don't allow someone to use the Simmon in order to be matter and Eshis Ish, ish, ish because, of course, that's a major Issa of Raysa of of course, the comes of Hefka bezin and Hefka doesn't apply, in the Gemara is that we find that Tzmanim work regarding a get, very many, as we learned, Matzu kosher of uva'anak tabas, aishinimsa ben kelev, afiluzman ruba, that the Veshlich is taking a get to a woman, and he forgets about it, and was tied to his wallet, or to a signet ring, or he finds it between his kalem the din is that it would be kosher, So we see that some <laughs> Tzmanim work even forget, and therefore we see that Tzmanim <laughs> so and the Gemara now gives a few to Rutzim, either Amar Bayer, Bayer states, like, not schwer, horrible Magic, heart, Phoenix, anderta-, that the Talakama says you can't say edis regarding a mole or a birthmark that you find in someone in order to prove that he's the same person. And Rabbi Ezra ben argues in Talakama, he says in Eden that you could say testimony. My the chariot of between Talakama and Rabbi Ezra ben is as follows. The mass of the Simonim deraisa, Rabbi Ezra ben holds the Simonim deraisa, and therefore the edis on a mole or birthmark would be a valid edis, and we can use Simonim, and he's not the town of our he is the Tan of the that says that siman work. Regarding a get. Umasov and Tanakamal siman and the Rabban siman is my only Rabban. That's why in our we say that a siman wouldn't work. And the Gemara continues with the second Tere. It's the Kuli Simon siman the Really, both Rabban and Rablazba and Mavoi hold that siman of the And Hachav Beshum Mitzuyu BeBenGilah Kemitfli Machleks Rablazba and Mavoi. And Rabban is if a mole or birthmark is found on people that are born in the same mazel as Rashi says. Shneilu BePerik Echad UveMazel Echad. They were born in a similar time frame and in the same. Mazel. Maasov as Shum Matsui Vengilei, the hold that a mole is found on people that are born around the same time and have the same maasol and therefore you can't use it as a simmon. And the Maasov as holds, as a holds a mole or birthmark, is not found on people of the same age and the same maasol and therefore if you find that same birthmark in a person and it's the same exact color, etc., that would be a ryebura, and it would be a valid simmon. And the this Teret and it comes out that the Braisim and the works out because of Shum Matsui and that's why we we can even use Simonim to validate a get, and the Gemara on Armabase will explain why is it that our Mishnah does not allow us to be Mata woman based on Simonim begufa over Caleb if all agree that Simonim are deraisa, The Ekadami others say that Hakubishuma Suilishtanis Lachemisa gemifli, everyone holds that Simon deraisa. The question is if a mole or birthmark will change after a person dies. Masovana hold a Suilishanis l'achamisa, it's standard for it to change after a person dies, and therefore it's not a basis for a simon, in Masava in Asulishtanis Lachamiso, and Rebelas Benaveli hold that it is a simon because he holds a mole or a birthmark on the body of a person is not normal for it to change after a person dies. The Ikhid and others say Amarav to call cool the alma Siman Really, everyone agrees that Siman ad that's the reason why? Our Mishnah states that lagabe ate Isha, you can't use Simanim. And if all agree that Simanim ad then how could it be that Rebullahs actually says that you could actually testify regarding someone's mole, L'chera, that can't be a valid way to be mata a woman if Simanim And the Gemara continues, and we continue you want to have is a mole or birthmark considered a unique simen and as Rashi says that avag the simol ndor even though generally simol madro born a simen ki high something which is a unique simen sam khinan afila is the draysor even regarding draysor the kadinam masav a simen movik va beloz but i hold that is a simen movik it's a unique simen and you can rely on such a simen regarding a dc show a laf simen and i born hold it's considered a unique simen and you can't rely on such a simon on a deris since we hold Simon ad Bunan. And of course Lafida Ikadami of Rover makes sense why in a Mishnah we said that we can't rely on Simonim, afracimon the goof of a kalev, it doesn't work because Simon Draban and we can't rely on Simonim which are only drabon to go and be matter and ashlash. However, the battle entices on Khufkafum and Alf Eas Amarova the Kuleama Simon Drabanan, Vim Time Bryce and the Matsukoshabakis, Kaman Tukma. We had the case before, we actually found a get amongst his items and we said that as long as he had a he could use that get. But if a Shimonim had how can you go and be Matan and Eishat based on Shimonim? And Teisus gives two Terutsim, the last teratsis, at the bottom of the Amid, Inami, the Cheshivik, Kisvet Tabas, Simon Muvuk, that this price hold that a wallet or a Tabas is a Simon Muvuk, and therefore you could rely on them even on a Duraishitical level. And our Gemara now continues, L'Hach and Amur Rava, Shimon Duraishah, a to Lushen, where said that all agree that Shimonim had a Duraishah, why is it that Amish said, that even if you have Simonim in his body or in his Kalim that the it din would be that you can't rely on them. Look here since Simonim under isa, we should be able to rely on such Simonim and the Gemara will give two to Terutzim. The first text is that the reason why you can't rely on Simonim in our Mishnah is because but over here it was a shvacha simon, and the only Simon that this person came in order to prove that this was that person was that he was either tall or he was short and of course that's not a valid Simon even under a level. And when the Mishnah stated that if an aide says that this person was wearing this clothing and that was Ruvain's clothing, therefore it must be that Ruvain died, we're not going to go based on that simon either because we're that maybe he lent out his clothing and he lent it to Shimon and this is really Shimon that's dead, but Ruven may still be alive. And the Gemara Sheila, if you're worried that someone will lend out that clothing, Hamar b's u'kuf madrina. we know, but in Geir din and that if someone loses the Hamar and then they come to Bezin and they give simonim of this saddle that the Khamar had on it that's considered a valid simon now how can you do that why don't we have a taino Then maybe he lent it out and this is really not his Khamar. and the gemara answers the reason why a saddle is a simon is because le in shiuchva, it's not normal for a person to lend out his saddle to come because it won't fit on a donkey exactly and they will scratch that Khamar, and therefore it's not standard to lend it out and that's why it is a valid simon because it proves that it must be your Khamar. and the gemara also is that if you're telling me that that's but we have to be chayish that maybe someone lent it out so how do we say that finds his get and it's tied together with his wallet or with his signet ring that it's considered a valid simon and you have to give it back but let's be chayish maybe lent it out of course a person doesn't lend out a signet ring because even if he would lend it out for a few moments a person could duplicate that signet ring and then forge documents and use it to defraud people and kiss for anarchy it's not normal to lend out your wallet even for would be empty because Menachi and Rashi explains that people are superstitious and they think that if they give their wallet to someone else and they lend it to them that will actually cause a transfer of their wealth through that person and therefore they would never lend their wallet to someone. And both Rashi and Tesis are bothered that Lechari in the B'risa regarding a get it also said that if a get was found between a person's kelim then you also return it to that person and Rashi is bothered that Lechari this is exactly a steer our Mishnah because on Mishnah we said kelim and Lechari in the Gemara regarding a get it's not and Rashi answers that Amish was talking about his actual begottenous clothing, and that's normal to lend out. However, the Caleb that's referring to in Gittin is talking about the things they used in his house, like its pots and pan, and that's not normal to lend out. The Gemara now returns, to so it's the original question that L'chayef forever holds that Simon de So why is it that Mishnah that we don't allow a simon in his body or his kalim? So the first text was Gufay da'arch v'gutz. And Caleb the Gemara said the Chayshin l'she'elah. Now the Gemara says v'ibayis eimah, or you could say that really we're not and the reason why in our Mishnah we said that you can't be soymich on a simon in Caleb is sumki that the only simon that this person brought was he said that it was white or red clothing, and of course that's similar to a simon of for goods, which even under a button level is not a valid simon because it doesn't prove anything because many clothing are white or red, and just by the fact that Reuven was wearing white or red clothing, it doesn't prove that this body belongs to Ruvain, it could belong to many other people. And the Gemara continues to quote from our Mishnah we said in a Mishnah that you can't say. Eight this on a person that is dead until we know for certain that he died and even if you saw that he was slashed and there was no way that he was going to live or you saw that he's hanging or you saw that he was crucified or he saw an animal that was consuming him then all those cases you can't say either unless you saw that he actually died and he's deceased And are you telling me that someone is so seriously wounded that he was completely slashed that it's possible for him to live the mission teaches us in Mesechus always that Thomas Adam doesn't apply until a person is completely deceased even if he's mortally wounded or if he's a geisis and it's Mashman from the Mishnah that his person cannot be metame others, but he cannot live and Amish just seems to say that such a person couldn't live and that's why you can't go and testify that he's dead Amish is going like that a person that was slashed can live and the Mishnah over there Misechtis Always is going the feet of that hold that a person that was slashed that badly cannot live. The Tanakamah hold that you can say that someone that's slashed actually died. However, you can't say on a person that was hanging or was crucified that he died. And this sheet of the Tanakamah works out the feet of mishnah in always, that someone that was slashed cannot survive. And our mission that says that someone that's Maghriyad can survive is not going like the Tanakamah. However, Rabbi Shimon Loza states, afal Maghriyad that someone can't say that someone that was slashed terribly died because it's possible that he could live as it's possible to cauterize and apply heat to a wound and it will seal itself and that could work even by very serious wounds and he potentially could survive and he could live and therefore our mission is going like Rav Shem Ben-Alaza. and the Gemari is yes, how can you say our mission is going like Shittas Rav Shem Ben-Alaza but the next mission we learned we learned there was a story in a city called Asya. And they lowered a friend of theirs into the water and he was attached to a chain and then when they brought him back up his entire body was detached and the only thing that was left was his leg and, and if his leg was severed above his knee then his wife can get married but if the leg was severed below the knee then she cannot get married Whereas the question is that if you're telling me that our mission is going on then the over there, even if it's Manakuvela why do we say that she should be able to get married if we should have to be Cheshish that maybe he was able to cauterize that leg and therefore he was able to survive? And the Gemara answers, Shani Maya, the Mirzun Maka, in a in standard case, you would be Cheshish that maybe he could survive, but since he was in the water, the water will aggravate any Maka and therefore he wouldn't be able to survive. And the Gemara now is, How can you tell me that it's possible for a terrible Maka to be healed and you could cauterize it? I saw an the Shukal Safsira, the guide, the He took his sword and he cut off the leg of his camel, and it was above his knee. And he didn't stop crying until the camel died. So you See over there, it wasn't possible for it to be healed. On that, the answer generally you could heal even a terrible wound. But that camel, that camel was a very shvachal camel. And the gemara continues. Rav Av Rav states, for really, our mission is going to Libya call And in our mission, the reason why we say about the din is that you can't tell. That he died because it could be that wound came from a sharp knife that was very hot and therefore cauterized it right away. And there is no rider that he surely would die. And of course, the Mishnah in Ollis is talking about a case where the person had this wound from a socket that was not Mulu Venice. And in that case, of course, the Rabbanan say that this person will surely die, and we will stop over here.